0: Find them on the dial at 92.9 FM. Stream them live at kvre.com. RE-MAX of Hot Springs Village. The award-winning RE-MAX of Hot Springs Village is the largest real estate office inside the village with over 30 full-time agents and support staff. Visit them to learn more about this beautiful place to solve your real estate needs. Call them today at 1-800-364-9007. Find them online at explorehsv.com. They are Remax of Hot Springs Village at 1-800-364-9007 or online at explorehsv.com. Ike Eisenhower State Farm. Ike and his award-winning team have been serving the insurance needs of folks all around Hot Springs Village since 1998. Ike has qualified for State Farm's President's Club, Chairman's Circle, and Hot Springs Village Insurance Agent of the Year. Call Ike Eisenhower State Farm today at 501-984-4100. That's 501-984-4100. Find them online at IkeEisenhower.net. Call them today for all your insurance needs because, like a good neighbor, Ike Eisenhower State Farm is there.
1: Well, I don't want to make it too big, but this is the three-time Dove Award winner, Mr. Jerry Sally, (laughs) that is joining us today. Jerry, how are you doing, brother? All right, buddy. How you been? I've been well. It's you know. I don't know that I've actually had anybody. Let me adjust myself here a minute too. I don't know that I've had anybody on three times, and uh, so you're three times here, three times dove. Probably a <laughs> probably a parallel there somewhere. I'm dying to know what it's like to win a dove, and much less with Miss Dolly. Pardon, man. Come on, tell the story.
2: Well, that's the power of Dolly. what it is. I mean, <laughs> but, uh, it's an honor, you know, um, it was in 2020 when we got the idea to do this record. Uh, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a group of folks, there's three people that own a brand called Country Faith, and it's a brand of gospel music, and they've done country, they, they do like, the very first one was just called Country Faith, and it did so well at Cracker Barrel that they did a Country Faith wedding songs, and then they did a Country Faith gospel songs, and or, or uh, Southern gospel Sometimes. Right, right, right. And they did They did all these different versions of country faith, different styles of music. And so they came to me since I'm running the Billy Blue Records thing, the bluegrass label. Uh, they said they wanted to do a country faith bluegrass album. And so in order for any record, that different uh, organizations like the Grammys, um, the Doves, uh, the Bluegrass Awards, Country Music Association, Excuse me. They all have different rules on if you want to be eligible for a for a, uh, an award, you can't just lease album, le- lease album cuts. And so in the past, I don't know if it's making any sense or not, but in the past, for instance, the very first Country Faith album had uh, they leased already recorded songs off of other albums like they took Carrie Underwood's Jesus Take the Wheel. And they took another gospel song or or song of faith. Didn't have to be necessarily a gospel song, but it needed to be a song that related to faith some way right. or a good positive message song. Right. And so they just all this time up until the bluegrass, uh, up until the country faith bluegrass album,
1: they had just been leasing these cuts off these recordings off all these other albums. Now hang on one sec. So what I'm hearing in my mind is KTEL Records presents. And and they would always have a, combi- a combination of all these kind of cool songs, yeah. and they'd play ten seconds of it. And what we saw those commercials as a kid, and those were yeah. released songs, right? That's correct. That's exactly right. So it's like a compilation of all
2: these favorites, right. you know, in one place.
1: Right.
2: So so they wanted when they reached out to us to do the bluegrass record. We said, well, we could just, you know, find different leases and make an album, or we could right. go in, we could record. I think it has to be 60 or 70 percent new material. I think it's, well, at, back then it might have been, yes, I think it was 50 or 60 percent new material. That means never recorded before songs and recordings. Mm-hmm. And then you could lease the rest of it. Hmm. So we wanted to be eligible for We wanted to be eligible for a Bluegrass Award. We wanted to be eligible for the Grammys. So we decided, or they asked me, if I would produce uh, seven new songs and then we would lease the rest of them for the album. So that's basically what we did. So I went in and I, uh, the Dolly Parton was one of the songs I got to record. She was so, oh, you talk about a sweetheart. She was so gracious and was so anxious to help and be a part of it any way she could be. And she basically gave me a vocal, it was just a vocal of her and a guitar singing the old hymn and the sweet by and by. And then, of course, with the technology we have today, I was able to take her vocal. I took that guitar off and built a mute mm-hmm. bluegrass track around her vocal. And uh, once we got that part done, then uh, me and my Larry Cordell, Carl Jackson, and Bradley Walker, and I know you know Larry and Carl, um, we became kind of her background singers, you know, her harmony singers on the cut. And uh, it, yeah, it turned out. And uh, I've got to produce a song on her, um, a new song on Joe Mullins and the Radio Ramblers, one on Duo Lawson and Quicksilver, uh, one on Darren and Brooke Aldridge. Um, I did a new one with Marty Raven. We did a duet together on there. Yeah. And uh, one on the Steel Drivers. The Steel Drivers had never recorded a gospel song in their entire career until that
1: album. So isn't really? that crazy? Well, and, and then, I, I, yeah, I know some background on the steel drivers. Uh, there used to be a member there. What was his name? Uh, Chris something. Yeah. Chris uh, Stapleton. Oh, Stapleton. Yeah, Stapleton. Yeah. Who? Uh, he reminded me of Huey Lewis. Uh, Huey Lewis said it took him 15 years to be an overnight success. So uh, yeah, yeah right. Mr. Stapleton, he paid his dues at other places too, but I didn't realize that now. I want to come into the album real quick. And by the way, I think the irony of it is Diane and I picked up that album after I'd interviewed you one of the last times, and we bought it at the Cracker Barrel in Nashville. Hmm. How about that? That's That's the only place you can buy that. Well, okay. Maybe all the other ones too. But somebody would ask, and it would be a fair question, Jerry Selle, what exactly do you do? Well, (laughs) It it depends on the day, doesn't it? It does depend on the day. <laughs> this morning, this morning I've been a record
2: label guy, taking care of a bunch of publishing information, and, and then going through. Uh, uh, record. I've been monitoring mixes. I've been going through mixes on a brand new album. I've signed this new act called Carson Peters and Iron Mountain, and Carson was actually on The Voice a, a few, couple, three years ago. Yeah. I mean, he's a brilliant kid. He's only like nineteen years old. Plays fiddle like nobody's business. Great got a bluegrass band out of East Tennessee. So today I've been going through his new mixes and making notes and sending them to the engineer to try to update those mixes to get that done. And in addition to that, trying to get all the publishing information, you know, to put out a project, you have to have all the credits. You have to have everybody that wrote the songs, publishing information and so that you can license, you know, and pay everybody properly. So I've been dealing with that all day long since about six o'clock this morning, I've been working on Carson stuff. So anyway, um, yeah.
1: Well, I've, <laughs> I've seen you all over Facebook because you've been performing a lot of places too. It's one of the things and I, and it was a genuine question. I know it is. I mean, you, you have the music publishing side, you've got the, the, the and then you actually perform yourself. Where have you been and what have you been doing? Well, the last weekend, uh, this is kind of, this ties into the Dolly
2: stuff. Um, in March of this year, which I guess we're on the last day of March, uh, here we are. This March, this month was the 50th anniversary of Dolly writing and recording and releasing the song "I Will Always Love You." Everybody knows that big Dolly hit. Yeah, yeah. but you know, so, not
1: everybody knows the story behind that story. What a oh my lord! What a story, uh, right? Uh, it's a great story, but but uh, the 50th anniversary is was this
2: month to celebrate that. At her theme park in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, uh, at Dollywood, they had a songwriter series. They had three songwriters, three guest songwriters perform every single day for the month of March. And I was honored to be picked to be one of those songwriters I performed uh, last Friday, a week ago today, Friday and Saturday over there. And had great shows, great crowds, great weather. It was really good over there last weekend. So, um, yeah, uh, we did that. And then um, I'm trying to think, oh, this coming, um, I played last night at the Glen Campbell Museum here in Nashville for a private party there that Mm -hmm. uh, they wanted to hear some songwriters perform. And then this coming Tuesday, I'll be performing at the world famous Bluebird Cafe. Um, There's an annual, it's it's an autism benefit that I do every year and uh, i have a niece that's autistic so we uh, try to support them all we can and so this coming uh, tuesday night for any of you in tennis in nashville area this coming week um it'll be april the 4th at nine thirty, and um or nine o'clock is our show and uh every penny will go to the to the autism benefit
1: and and for it'll those that fun. don't know the bottom line is is that the bluebird cafe is the where to be found kind of place you know it is. Um, it's,
2: it's the place for songwriters. Yeah, that's where people go, and and every night you'll go hear people who have written hits for some of the biggest stars in country. Well, not just country music, gospel music, and bluegrass, and and you name it. You know, there you're going to hear a, you're going to hear a song you've not you know every night you go there.
1: I'm just curious because I'm I'm still stuck on the the Dove Awards. Did you have any clue? Did you say, hey, we're we're one in ten, we're two in ten, we might have a good shot at this? Well we were
2: just getting nominated. You know, we made the the final, the, the final nomination list is five mm. and we were up against Carrie Underwood. I mean, Carrie Underwood was, you know, and, and, and of course my first thought was, my first thought was I would do a record on Notley <laughs> the same year. Carrie Underwood decides to do a gospel record for the first time. <laughs> but uh, so that I, I really thought she had, a you know, probably had a pretty good chance of, of winning it as well. But, and uh, this is no, this is not fair to the other nominees because they were all worthy nominees. But really, Carrie's the only one I can remember. Because well, I, I mean,
1: that, that's the one everybody her. in the United States would know, right?
2: Yeah, right. Well, and I mean, so, um, you know, I, I just, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm being serious when I say it's the power of Dolly. You know, there's just something that people love about her um, that draws them to her. She's so real. Not that Carrie's the same dolly man dolly still
1: got it going on <laughs> Well, one of, one of my favorite phrases of hers of all time and, and you know you see any interview she's she's so personable you can't re- refuse her well oh. one of the, the best quote i think she ever did was and she has some great one-liners is that you know it costs a whole lot to look this cheap i think that's one of the <laughs> best <laughs> that's one of the best ever but she, I mean, she she's so self-effacing to it you know hey you know I, i'm a country girl that grew up in the woods you know, yeah, you know, no, that, no pretenses.
2: Right. And I think that's why, I mean, she's just real. She's just real. And she's able to make fun of herself and, and have fun. And I think that's what makes her such a, the star that she is, you know, I
1: really do. You know, I think part of it is I, I was talking to a, a friend and this is, this is at the Nazarene church in hot Springs, Arkansas. Okay. Guy's a phenomenal pianist, phenomenal. And he's the music director. And I'm sitting here talking with Dan. And I said, you know, Back in the day, we would go to the movies, and if it was a really good movie, they would hold it over, you know, held yeah. over for the third week. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. And and you watch the Gaithers or, you know, any of the Gaither specials or whatever, and they'll do the song, and then, up oh, one more verse, and then they'll come back in and do the chorus again or whatever. We can't do that anymore, Jerry. Not unless we program it into that little track machine <laughs> that plays the track so that our headsets can play the yeah. – my point being – I think part of the world has become so, and we don't even know it in some ways. I doubt you've listened to a piece of radio in the last five years that hasn't been completely and meticulously engineered to the second, to the second. And and people don't even know that. And that's not a sin. Dolly is not engineered to the second. She's just Dolly. That's right.
2: That's right. What you see is what you get. And uh, she's just about as... uh, you know, personable as, as as it comes. There's nothing just about her. There's nothing nothing pre-planned about her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually hoping uh, I've got her Dove award. She wasn't able to be there that night. I wasn't able to be there that night, and so um, I'm hoping it looks like I might get to go over and see her at her offices uh week after next to uh, actually. Oh. Give her Thank the hardware, <laughs> so that'd be a lot of fun. <laughs>
1: will, will, will we need to? Will we need to uh, pull you down off cloud nine after that, or what? You better believe it. I'm hoping to get some good pictures, and I'll be
2: plastering them everywhere. <laughs> well,
1: you know, and and, uh, and a lot of people don't know, and and you you alluded to this one on one of the other shows one time. You know, in a digital world, I can cut a track, send it to you. You, I could be five thousand miles away. And you literally, as you said, you literally stripped everything else away from that track and just took her voice and literally built a song around it. Is that fair? That's fair. That's exactly right.
2: If you could listen to what she sent, she sent me um, this, this incredible vocal that had never been released. She had recorded the song before, but not this vocal of Mm -hmm. um, the guitar, the guy was a great guitar player but it was a what I would call a country rhythm you know Mm -hmm. it was the way he played it it wasn't bluegrass it was just a country straight ahead Mm -hmm. feel and so we were making a bluegrass record and I knew you know kind of what I wanted to do and um, I literally woke up in the middle of night one night and I I just sat right up and woke my wife up and I said I just I know what to do with this with this because I was like how can I make this different And so I had this. This I didn't really. Well, maybe I did dream it, but it didn't. It didn't seem like a dream. I just woke up with the idea, and I wanted to start it off real slow, you know. And uh, in this kind of the same, kind of the same uh, uh, feel that they were doing it before, but with a different, with a finger picking style guitar instead of a a rhythmic thing. Mm -hmm. And so, and then, but my idea was after the first chorus, double time it, double time the music it was so slow that you could double time it and it was still kind of a slow thing and so uh, when i when i came up with that i knew that i'd finally figured out what to do and how to do it but uh, there there's a lot of sleepless nights before that night
1: (laughs) no no, but but you're answering you're answering one of the questions and kind of coming back around to it you know what exactly do you do and in the joke for me and you both is depends on the day right but but that said i mean uh, you know what are you doing right now jerry well it looks like i'm just sitting here on an interview with dennis but i'm really thinking about how i can make a bluegrass mode out of that out of that track you know and and i can actually in my mind i've worked enough with recording i can hear just the vocal that you pulled out of that and it's like butter it's like butter it's just this rich rich sweet tone and and don't get me wrong i have a clue i I know what what can be done with digital technology these days and i know what can't and there's only so much you could have done to the vocal but it's just masterful i mean you did a great you you deserved a dub for that buddy
2: well thank you i I was i'm really
1: grateful and blessed to, to have
2: experienced that um i will tell you though man uh my job, when you can work with somebody like Dolly, like you said, that vocal was like butter. Uh, I mean, you can't listen that without getting tears in your eyes. Yeah, and when you're, it made my job a whole lot easier when I had something like that to work with.
1: <laughs> well, and and to go back to, to once again, what do you do uh, when you're hanging out with that guy's name, a uh, core? Yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah, core. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I bought his uh, Leonard Skinner knockoff album. His Leonard Skinner. <laughs> Oh yeah remember, uh, <laughs> I I play that on our my radio show on Saturdays and Sundays. People don't believe that's bluegrass. I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, Skinnard baby." And the, you they're doing Freebird on banjos. and I'm like, "This is so good." Yeah, it is. That's that's one of my favorite albums. Oh, I ever did. I, yeah, Three yeah. steps uh, uh Curtis Low, uh Freebird. I mean, you know, every song that you maybe have heard as a kid yeah. done in bluegrass and it's rocking. I mean, it's really rocking. It they, they 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 did a
2: great job recording that record. And that'll go down. I, I, I That'll go down as one of his best recordings ever, I think.
1: Oh, I don't <laughs> doubt that at all. I don't doubt that at all. Listen, buddy, I know you got to run. I, and we've been trying to catch up for a few weeks. I just wanted to have a few minutes with you. Talk to you about the Dove. And I bet, odds are, I'm going to come back around and bug you again later. How about that? Well, you,
2: you're welcome to reach out to me anytime, but It's always great to hear from you. And, uh, well, I see that beautiful background there. And I remember getting this, to come over and play for y'all last uh, September and, and staying on the lake. Wow, how beautiful is that? You're a blessed man, Dennis.
1: Well, you Thank too, God. my friend. You too. And maybe it has to do with that don't know what we're going to do tomorrow thing. Maybe that has to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> you
2: know what? Yeah, most like that.
1: <laughs> no, I tell you what, I tell you what, we're going to leave the lake on for you. And when you're ready to come back by, we'll, we'll put you up a room. Okay. All right. Sounds good, buddy. <laughs> Great seeing you, buddy. Thanks, Jerry.
0: Thanks for watching and listening to Hot Springs Village Inside Out, a weekly podcast starring Hot Springs Village, Arkansas. Visit the website at hotspringsvillageinsideout.com.